Hello, thanks for joining today. Um, I am the Saucy Super Fox here with our weekly podcast. And I am here with Mystic Moon, my lovely, lovely co-pilot. Hello, Gary. everyone. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Today, we're going to be serving you scraps to feed your feminine foxiness, spirit and body. You can check out more content on our website, www.thesaucysuperfox.com. And we're just going to talk about today uh, relationship issues and relationship dynamics, um, saucy perspectives on personal empowerment, spiritual connection um, today, a lot of emotional intelligence, as well as in the future, some fitness and body wellness. But today, it will be focusing on relationships and relationship dynamics. So true, Saucy Super Fox. I am so excited to tackle one of the most um, important and enthralling topics. Um, this is definitely one of those topics that a lot of us have practice in. Some of us have no practice, but we are all in this together. Exactly. And um, we're going to cover a couple of different topics this morning that focus with this exact um, issue. And it should help uh, bring some self-awareness. I know it has for me personally, just looking at some of these flaws that I have. Um, I think all of us struggle with these things, and that's why I thought it was important to talk about today. So the first one I want to talk about is honoring your emotional intuition as well as your feelings about things. I think often what happens is, is that we don't have enough self-worth to set boundaries. For instance, if someone makes you upset about a particular situation, especially a loved one, your relationship partner, what tends to happen is we put themselves first instead of honoring our intuition about how we feel, meaning if there's a situation that arises and you don't like something that was said, you felt disrespected and dishonored, you, instead of saying something about it, you would put them first and focus on how they might feel. And therefore, you don't voice your opinion. And what that does is it builds resentments. And so I want to elaborate a little bit on how to, you know, increase, increase your self-worth. But even more importantly, by doing that, using the practices to honor and respect your emotional feelings about things and how to convey that to your partner in an assertive way, that's respectful. Absolutely. Communication is key when it comes to these situations and building that self-worth does not happen overnight, but you do have to practice and that's what relationships are. It's practice. We have to embrace all we discover in these practices in order to really implement those even in our daily friendships, parent-children relationships, all of those relationships. It conveys in, in so many factors of our life. Absolutely. And um, I just wanted to quickly ask you, a lot of change is happening in your life right now. And I wanted to ask you, what are some of the tools that you have learned or that you've been practicing to help you through this rough time or self-worth issues, anything or that you are dealing with now or maybe in the past that helped you deal with that? Listeners, I'm talking to you. Um, with that, I am having a very challenging time. And this particular time in my life, I am completely shifting all I know into a much more emotionally supportive, self-aware um, aspect of myself. And what I'm doing currently to really embrace this is essentially honoring and validating my own feelings and my own um, feelings of self-worth and self-love. That is my number one thing and I'm focusing heavily on self-care and I'm focusing heavily on being 
sweet and what respectful about, to myself. Yes, and gentle with yourself yes. and allowing the process to happen. Yes. It does not happen overnight. This is a process. Really? I'm fucking perfect. Oh, I don't know about you. Oh, <laughs> listeners, totally Saucy Super Fox has stated she is perfect, <laughs> and we are exactly where we need to be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No work needed here. Um. <laughs> I did train under Gandhi for a year. <laughs> Anyways, I do want to say I'm super proud of you, and I think you're really courageous, and you inspire me every day to keep moving forward. Um, I know for me, one of the ways that I have noticed um, I have grown a lot is by setting boundaries. But even more importantly, what you mentioned about self-care, I think for a long time, um, you know, looking back at my previous behaviors, I had absolutely no problem whatsoever setting boundaries and being assertive in different areas of my life. For instance, my career. Um, as a hairdresser, if you need those fucking roots done, well, I can do that for you. And I'll be happy to tell you. Also, um, for me with relationships, um, just knowing that my emotions do count and my feelings do count. And that's okay. And it's okay if I hurt someone's feelings. You make amends for it. You say sorry, that wasn't your intention. But you don't have to dwell on it. After that, the ball's in their court. And they need to figure out how they're going to respond. And the best thing you can do is honor the time it takes them. And after that, it's it's on them, really. Yeah. Um, another part of my process currently is I'm going to have days where I'm not feeling 100% sure of my current situation or decisions or any of that. And doubt is a part of the process. I just want to relay that because without those moments of doubt, like today, I am doing so much better than I was yesterday. However, I will always be aware that those moments of doubt are normal. That is how you get to the next level. So are you actually saying that, you know, that you have any kind of doubt about any decision and that you don't make every right decision and you just can't grasp this in, I don't know, like 24 hours? Because I think most people are amazing and can grow, you know, immense lifetimes with emotional intelligence overnight. In fact, I think it's super simple. Yeah. Because I'm perfect. It's so simple. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's actually one of those things where self-doubt is a part of my, gaining my self-worth. I definitely have uh, a lot of decisions that I've made in the recent couple of months where it's been challenging, where I have to really understand that this is the aftermath. This is what I'm going up against. But I am still able to um, honor my feelings regardless of the self-doubt in the moment because that is normal. Fear is normal. But I am rewiring. I am trying to change that inner dialogue. That is where I'm at. And understanding that days like that are part of the growth. And that's all there is to it. And in, in the most simplest way, it is a part of the process. Just know that. Right. And as far as I was uh, thinking, I do think it's really important to know that decision making and thinking that you made the wrong decision perhaps instead of saying wow that's interesting that I made that decision I do feel like people should follow their gut I do I think you do have to stand back if you typically choose decisions that are matters of the heart you're probably going to continue to do that and a challenge that you might have is stepping back and looking at it at things in a more gentle but impartial way putting all the puzzle pieces to together being gentle with yourself and, and just allowing yourself to feel that self-doubt. If you don't have any self-doubt, you can't grow. So I think it's really easy for us to beat ourselves up about making bad decisions, but why? 
if we always made the right decisions, we wouldn't be growing at all. So what's the fucking purpose, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to be completely stagnant in my personal growth. I want to do the <laughs> same shit every day, groundhog, every day. blah, blah, blah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how you move towards an authentic life, and it's super important. Absolutely. And when it comes to your own growth, nobody can write that story for you. It is absolutely your story. It can be a mini series. It can be an absolute. Can it be a romantic it trauma? Can, yes, it can be a romantic trauma. <laughs> absolutely. Mine seem to be more ma- romantic <laughs> traumas. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, you are the author. You get to write your own story. Nobody else. Nobody else is living your life for you. You are absolutely the captain. Exactly. And wouldn't you agree that you don't know that ending? And no. having expectations about how that ending is going to transpire can really mess things up because having expectations is really setting yourself for letting yourself down. Yeah. Goal setting is one thing, but goal expectations is another. Goal slaying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's embracing your inner dragon, perhaps. <laughs> but I want to get kind of back on topic oh, yes, here. Of and um, what I wanted to talk a little bit about is, um, and it goes along with uh, recognizing your emotional intuition, but really speaking your truth about things that upset you. And again, honoring you, but also avoiding situations that obviously lead to resentment later down the road. Obviously, if you are not speaking your truth and letting your loved ones know how you feel, you know, even if you have to perhaps make them upset, it is very important. So I want to ask Mystic Moon here, what do you do in order to make sure that you're vulnerable enough and you have the courage to speak your truth, even if you know it might make somebody upset? Well, that is a very good question. And I'm still navigating this whole process as far as understanding your, um, you know, your stance, your perspective, you have to be really self-aware. Step number one, because without that self-awareness, you're basically kind of blind leading the blind. You're not really sure where you begin, where they also end. And that can be very hard to navigate. It's a very confusing terrain. So in my first, um, you know, ex- you know, in, in my first response to that, I would say my experience has shown my intuition, my gut, my emotional capacity and compass is how I navigate that. That is for me how I know, oop, I'm being triggered. Oop, that doesn't feel good. Oh, wow, yeah, I'm not feeling like I can speak my truth. What is that all about? Or, hey, I'm way more concerned about how I'm going to, you know, um, you know, how I'm going to come across rather than what I'm saying. I just want to elaborate on what you just said. Yeah. Because I was actually going to bring that up. And this has to do with once you, as Mystic Moon had stated about that self-awareness, once you discover that, it's really important for you to deal with the immediate emotions that come from that. Because when you do spark emotions of shame or, ooh, I shouldn't say that, how's that going to make them feel? right there, it doesn't really matter how they feel. That is still a way of putting that person's emotional well-being over your own. And I hate to say that. When you do that, it's not honoring how you feel. It's instantly putting that other person first. And it's completely counterintuitive to your goal of speaking your truth and knowing that what you want is okay. And totally valid. And being authentic. And that also comes with, so you're going to process the feelings first, self-awareness. 
Second, process your feelings. Deal with it. Tell yourself, number one, it's okay. And number two, you can always apologize if you feel like you might have hurt their feelings. But your intention was not to do so. Absolutely. My number two step after self-awareness is compassion. What exactly is making me feel this way? Is it truly my reaction? Is it truly like my um, response to something that may have happened trauma in the past? Or is definitely mirroring? Is it a mirror? Absolutely. Is it just reflecting back at me what I still need to work on within myself? So really quickly, because I do feel like mirroring is really important. And even though we are going to do a total separate show about mirroring, because and triggers. I want I want you to elaborate a little bit on an example of how you feel like your emotions or your triggers might be mirrored through a friendship or a partner. Absolutely. So, I find in situations where, you know, the you know, counterpart is like, "What about me? What about my feelings? What about this?" Yeah. I am totally aware that you are also a part of the equation. I am totally aware that that your stance and perspective is just as important, but at least I'm voicing my perspective, and that's what's important to me. And you can have absolutely the floor to discuss, convey, process, anything you want. But for me, I have to do my part as well and meet you halfway. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do want to also note that... um, with that, it also comes that self-worth thing again, too, and having the courage to actually put yourself first and just let yeah. them know how you feel. Um, I also want to now get to the next um, topic I wanted to talk about in this particular genre Ooh, of mm. emotional intelligence. But I wanted to talk a little bit about um, creating boundaries after you state what you need and how you feel. And how you deal with the shame that might come from setting a boundary or some type of weird, um, inaccurate story you create in your mind about setting that boundary and how they might feel about that boundary. But how is that boundary effective and how are you able to set those boundaries without, with processing those emotions that you might feel too about you're not good enough to even set the boundary. They come first. Absolutely. When you are able to make clear boundaries, which takes practice, absolutely takes practice. Practice, for practice. sure. Even if you feel uncomfortable. Exactly. Which you will. You will. And the uncomfortableness is growth. FYI, uncomfortableness is growth. And wouldn't you agree that every time you do it, even if it's a small boundary, for instance, Mom, can I have the second bag of kettle corn, even though I might have the possibility of totally puking in your purse in the car on the way home? You know what, buddy? Absolutely not. I'm going to eat the rest of the kettle corn and have to stop at the bathroom on the way. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's happening. Mom's out there. Yeah. But anyways, really, what what do you do? So it is a process. And know that the uncomfortable process is part of the establishing these, like, boundaries within yourself as well. Boundaries are so important because it basically trains you, you, yourself, and others how how to navigate your terrain. Can I ask you a yeah, question? Because I know we both have struggled with this, but how do you deal with that instant dialogue that comes in your head? For instance, if I set a boundary, the first thing that comes in my head might be like, ooh, I hope I didn't make them feel, you know, dot, dot, dot. Ooh, I hope I didn't come across dot, dot, dot. I know for me that is one of the hardest things to deal with. And really, it's like, you kind of have to put a tagline on it. Who gives a shit? 
or yeah. it doesn't matter. You still feel that way and you matter. Yeah. So it's important that you stay with that. And then you have to deal with the emotions and that's where the practice comes in. Yeah. It's dealing with the emotional guilt that you have about stating what your truth is. Absolutely. For me, the hardest boundary is just no, which is a complete sentence, FYI. I struggle with just the simplistic N-O. You know what's really funny about that? I <laughs> what? Listen, <laughs> I would say almost every woman yeah. puts an explanatory tagline oh, yes. on every boundary. Let me give you an example. Hey, Shauna, can you watch my bratty kid today? And here I go, ooh, ooh yeah, I'm going to have to just check my schedule on that. You know what? Actually, I can't because I have to go to the grocery store, ride my unicycle, make tacos. Um, and then later on, I have to have a passionate love obsession with, you know, I don't know, Outlander on TV. I'm just saying those things, they don't have to be explained. Nope. A simple, ooh, I'd like to help you today. I hope you find somebody. Unfortunately, that doesn't work for me. Period. Walk away. Yes. Just walk away. Yes. And establishing what y your own style of saying no or sorry, can't today, I've got way too much on my plate or saying, hey, I would love to, but today's just not going to work for me. End of story. Um, you, as a woman, I feel like are always having to back up your boundary of no. I don't know why, but it's like we're, we're it's kind of instant. Yeah. It's like we're instantly programmed with this explanatory drawn out no thing isn't when, good enough or something yeah and i do think this also comes number one from our culture but more importantly the generation generation we were raised in i know a lot of times millennials which is the analog era yeah we do come from the atari amazingly enough as well as <laughs> cassette tapes that's right millennials you can google it I do want to say, though, really quickly that um, getting on to the next topic just to stay on track is fault finding. Um, I do. You had mentioned earlier before we actually were brainstorming for this podcast about how to embrace your faults and your personal defects, as well as the negative stories that we create in our head about a particular situation and how we really deal with that based on some of the challenges we have and the personal defects and stories are a big part of it and yeah. creating negative stories in your mind that might not even be true at all about a situation. Yeah, you know, our life stories do evolve and as people we evolve and for some reason we tend to hang on to these stories because it helps us cope with whatever situations mirror us, trigger us, whatever traumas come up. And I think in some ways, and this is just for me, I do feel like we tend to pick and choose aspects of ourselves that we want to embrace but really what we're doing is just not allowing us to be whole and if you are embracing just parts of yourself you really are kind of doing yourself a disservice by not allowing you to embrace all of yourself the flaws the darkness all of it and then really you're only um able to meet yourself halfway if if at all you know with that um, picking and choosing. Right, and um, on what you just said, I would also like, do you think you could elaborate on maybe a negative story? It could be about any situation that you might have created in your head, and then you realized, wow, I was completely off base about what that person might be thinking, and this is what gets back to assuming you know what people think. Yes. Can you give an example about a situation sure. that, you, that might have happened, and then sure. what you did? So sometimes, you know, I am in a situation where 
um, you know, it, 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 money is a perfect example. So money situations, when, you know, you're, let's say, owe somebody money and they, you know, are, you know, in a way understanding of your current situation. But then, you know, when it comes time to paying up, they kind of have this air about them like you, you still owe them. And I always feel like I have to explain myself oh yeah so this month has just been really tight and i apologize i wish i could do more and in some ways you know their response is very dismissive or oh it's fine but you kind of feel like the tone isn't quite fine so you assume that it is in fact causing a rift between you and money is is a very sensitive topic to have that you know undertone with but you know it you you've been there you we've all had money issues absolutely and in all honesty sometimes assuming that that person is not quite pleased with you or uh you know not quite you or know, maybe expects, expects random things from you and maybe you assume which where yeah. resentment builds really. yeah where resentment builds so in some ways i feel like assuming you know the other person's perspective doesn't do you any good it actually hinders you and your relationship with whoever you may did be. you hear that women i just want to reiterate when you're riding in the car and you have to go pee for the seventh time and you're husband, partner, loved one, looks at you with frustration and you realize that they also have to use the bathroom and you assume they don't, don't break out your crystal ball, friends, because the TP is wanted on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone wants the same thing. Peace, harmony, love and trust. Yes. And we just have to figure out how to navigate um, in our own way and also uh, get to the goals. I'd like to challenge everybody, and I think I am going to list this on the blog, but the weekly challenge, which I'm going to try to post every week based on the podcast and what we talk about, is for everyone to write down some of the stories that you've created about yourself, which might limit you in how you handle situations. And I'll give you a really good example. A lot of the stories that I tell myself are based on personal experiences and traumas I've had. And some of these include, I have extreme ADHD. Anyone who knows me uh, probably can figure that out in, I would say, uh, three minutes, easily. <laughs> um, you know, tampons in the fridge. I have to change my locks. I've had to do, well, change my dealership key, I don't know, twice in one month, as well as uh, putting my hot dogs in the dry cupboard. So those things instantly bring apart feelings of, I'm never going to be able to be organized. I'll always be bad with money. Um, if I'm also a um, sexual abuse survivor, some of the things that I've had to deal with have been really hard for me. I'll never have true intimacy. Um, I don't deserve love. These are negative stories that you tell about yourself too. And when you do that, it really, really damages uh, the motivation and the courage that you have to move forward. You're putting labels on yourself. It's not good. It's completely counterproductive. I would also like to say my mom died of cancer. You know, I've been living on my own really emotionally f since I've been 25. You know, I'm a single mom now. I've gone through some really hard times. Now, I'm not saying my hard times are any worse than anyone else's or above. I'm just saying in my life, for me personally, in my little spirit, that's what's been really hard for me to deal with. As well as, you know, I got sober when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. That was a huge big deal. I was super young. I was 25. I've been sober now 14 years, um, haven't had a drop of alcohol, and you don't want me to, friends. So for those of you who want to feed me whiskey, expect Yosemite Sam to arrive in about two minutes. 
And I just want to say very dangerous for you and your family. So moving on now, I would like to say, how do you, how do you stop those stories? How can we get those out of our head? Um, what, what tools have you personally used to put the brakes on that? Well, for the record, I have never seeked counseling or any kind of therapy wow. or any of these emotional, um, nothing, no therapy at all. No, I haven't. I, I, I myself, uh, you know, I've been emotionally abused. I have traumas that are emotionally based, but I, for whatever reason, have um, allowed myself to really be my own sounding board. But I have also, thanks to the Saucy Super Fox, allowed others to come into my circle very, very slowly. Yeah. Very slowly. She's working with that vulnerability. I'm working very hard on letting people in and being vulnerable. vulnerable. This, this is a huge hurdle and challenge for me. But I am allowing others to see the hurt, to see the pain, to allow others to see, like, I'm not as strong as I put on, <laughs> which That's is true. so well, hilarious. You know, I would this say, is me being vulnerable. I would also say that this is one of your coping skills. And one of the things that makes our friendship really valuable is that I would say I'm on the total opposite spectrum about how I handle my trauma. Mine is called word diarrhea. <laughs> Using voices and making people laugh very uncomfortably after I talk about something really dark, usually. And I, I hate to say this, but when I hear about, you know, great deaths of comedians, Robin Williams, um, Chris Farley, you know, when I think about these people that have passed on and have taken their lives, I hate to say it, a lot of those people have traumas. And the way that they cope with it is by their humor. And I would say anyone who knows me knows that I have a bad mouth, but I have no problem being vulnerable and telling my story in front of people because for me, I connect by creating those emotional bonds. That is my armor as well as my ability to like stand up for myself. However, my downfall with this is sometimes I have to realize that sharing too much actually causes people to take advantage and possibly gossip. Now, over the years, I figured out that if I choose to be vulnerable, I have to be accountable for also their reaction to what they do with the information that they have. That's a risk. It's a risk that I put on my blog. But I have noticed that the more vulnerable I'm allowed to be, the bigger connection and response I get from listeners. So I super appreciate that. And that's what this is about. I want to open dialogue between these challenges because this is shit nobody wants to talk about. Do you agree? I so agree. And I have to say your vulnerability has shown me and mirrored to me that I can still be strong and vulnerable. Hello, yeah. everyone, women, that's humans right. Crack out the there. Whip, drop the mic on that one. Oh, yeah. for real. This is serious. Vulnerability is truly where I'm starting to build my strength. And that is where I'm at in my process and path. And I hope that everyone embraces that hard work and that hard road. And I hope that everyone understands that being vulnerable is not weak. No, it's not. And actually, and this is going to be a different topic that yeah. will be included in this series. And we talked about early was codependent behaviors. A lot of people don't know what that's about, but I do. We're going to talk more in depth, I think, on the next show about that, about codependent behaviors, taking responsibility for people's emotions. Um, like I said, that is a more uh, detailed topic, women, because in our country, that pretty much is the theme of our entire lives. We process for everyone. Let's put everybody else <laughs> first, friends. Um, we are getting uh, to the end of our show here, and I do want to shout out a very, very special thank you to Alex Schiller for um, our audio technician here. 
for allowing us to use his awesome studio space here. If you do have any questions or inquiries about business or social media marketing, you can contact him at schillerdigitalmedia.com. Again, that is O-S-C-H-I-L-L-E-R, Digital Media, and actually that is at gmail.com. Yes, and please hit up Alex Schiller for any social media at Alex Schiller SDM. Hit him up, give him the thumbs up, give him a shout out. We adore you. Yes, and we thank you so much for letting us use your space. I do want to say if you want to check out more detailed content or read some of our blog posts, they're amazing. They cover a lot of these topics. Again, serving scraps to feed your feminine foxiness is my goal, spirit, and body. If you do want more meaty content, please check out our blog. We are on Instagram at saucy underscore superfox. Anyways, we thank you so much for being here today. I would love to hear more of your comments on this. Please post below and we'll join you next time. Yay, thank you so much, everyone. Looking forward to it. <laughs>